Welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Do all the normal things you do to podcast, like, subscribe, all that stuff. I really, really appreciate it. And while you're at it, make sure you tune in each weekday, 3 to 7, on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas, for the Charlie James Show. That would be appreciated as well. You know, in the Old West, uh, the ranchers used to brand their cattle and their horses. So this really started out as a show of ownership. Hey, this is my cattle. If it gets out of my ranch, I will know it's mine and you'll know it's mine. And maybe you would be so kind as return it to uh, return it to me. But then it evolved out of that, not only to be about ownership, but about quality. You know, uh, you would know that if you bought a horse with a certain brand, well, that was a quality quarter horse. That, that, that quarter horse really had some substantial breeding behind it. And the same thing with beef. You knew that if you bought beef with a certain brand, you were going to get high quality beef that was going to fetch a good price at the market. So brand went from ownership to quality. And some brands were uh, more about quality than others. Well, that's evolved throughout the years to what we have today. And there are a lot of people out there I know that are very brand loyal. Uh, you will not buy anything like Duke's mayonnaise. I know uh, in my house, if we've got mayonnaise, there's a 99% chance that it's Duke's. We just like Duke's mayonnaise better than anything else. And a lot of people are that way. Uh, even barbecue sauce. I love Sweet Baby Ray's. All of these brands that they have out there. And companies spend a great deal of money on branding. A great deal of money. In fact, I know that uh, one, the unofficial slogan <clears throat> for Budweiser um, a long time ago was, we will be everywhere all the time, no matter the cost. So no matter what sporting event you used to go to or what event was there, you always saw that Budweiser logo. It was, it was everywhere. It really was. And they really, um, they really did a good job with that. And a lot of other brands have done uh, good jobs with that as well. So we have really become brand-centric in this country. And companies, like I said, spend a lot of money on their brand. They don't like to mess it up. And then you have to look at what Coca-Cola did uh, back in the 80s, where they came out with new Coke. Now, Coca-Cola was, they did such an incredible job with branding that they became the number one selling cola. It was always Coke, then Pepsi. However, ironically, in blind taste test, almost every single time, RC Cola beat both Coke and Pepsi in blind taste tests. But people knew that Coke brand. They loved it. In fact, here in the Deep South, it didn't matter if you got a knee-high. It didn't matter if it was grape or orange. It didn't matter if you got a Pepsi or if you got a Mountain Dew or whatever it was. You went and got a Coke. Want a Coke? Let's go get a Coke. What kind of Coke you want? I want a Mountain Dew. Okay. Coke became synonymous with soft drink. I mean, even several other brands have done the same thing. Aspirin was once a trademarked brand. Of course, we know Kleenex and Vaseline and all of these other things that are name brands that actually became 
product names as well. So they did such a good job with that. So again, branding, incredibly important to companies. Branding is also incredibly important in politics. However, you have one brand that is really, really concentrated on you knowing exactly what you're getting, and then you've got another brand over here you, you don't really know what you're getting half the time. And I liken this to a strong brand versus a generic or a store brand. Now, these strong brands, Coke, Pepsi, Budweiser, all of the others, they protect their brand. The store brand is just probably as good in a lot of cases, but people just don't like it because it's the store brand. In fact, I find a lot of the public store brands better than the name brand products. But I digress. So you need to know what you're getting. That's why people love the brand that they get. I use Duke's Mayonnaise as an example. When I get Duke's Mayonnaise, I know it's going to be exactly like the last jar of Duke's Mayonnaise, which was exactly like the one before it and the one before it and so on and so on. There are no surprises. My wife, one time, out of convenience, just bought a jar of Sprouts mayonnaise, and it was horrible. It really was. And it wasn't so much that it was horrible, is it was that it wasn't Duke's. It just wasn't Duke's. So I did not know what to expect. So let's get back to politics. The Democrats do a very good job with their brand. When you talk about the Democrat Party, you know exactly what you are getting. In fact, most uh, Americans know what the Democrats stand for. Agree with it or not, they know what they stand for. The Republicans, however, they're becoming more of a generic brand. They're not even really a store brand anymore. And it's their own fault because the Republicans have lost their identity. And not only have they lost their identity, but they have allowed the Democrat Party to define what they are. And they haven't fought back. And I'm not really sure why this is. Why is it when you have a brand? Why is it when you say Republican? Why don't people automatically think family values? Why don't they automatically think tough on crime? Why don't they automatically think fiscal conservatives? Why don't they automatically think lower taxes? Why don't they automatically think all of those good things that the Republican Party stands for? Because the Republican Party has not stood up and fought for these things. Now, when you say Republicans, and my wife is a great example. My wife grew up in a very Democrat household. She always thought the, the, uh, the, the Republicans were the party of rich, white, racist men. And that's it. And that's because the Republicans have allowed the Democrats to define what their brand is. So... What is a Republican? Now, I have voted Republican in every election that I have ever voted in. And I used to think I knew what I was getting, much like that jar of Duke's mayonnaise. 
However, recently, I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder if their quality control is exactly what it should be. In fact, I'm starting to wonder if their branding is actually on point. Are they really the party of, uh, of uh, uh, fiscal conservatism? Well, no, not really. The Republicans spend just as much as the Democrats. Are they really the, uh, the party of family values? Eh, no, not really. We're seeing more uh, uh, Republicans caught up in extramarital scandals and, and things like that as we do Democrats. So they really don't have the market cornered on that. Are they really the party of uh, <laughs> you name it? We just don't know anymore. We just have no idea how these Republicans are going to vote. Great examples. In, in, in Colombia. We are supposed to be, here in South Carolina, one of the ruby reddest states in the nation. However, we're not. You would think that the Republicans in this supposedly ruby red state would all be on the same platform as far as, say, an issue like abortion. However, you come up with an abortion bill and you're always going to have some so-called Republican senators that are going to be against it. Sandy Sin, Penry Gustafson, Katrina Sheely. They're these so-called Republicans that are going to fight you every time you try to pass conservative legislation. The uh, constitutional carry bill, another perfect example. Protecting women in sports, another perfect example. I mean, if you look at any so-called conservative Republican issue, don't you think Protecting women in sports would be a really big one, something that would pass extremely easily here in South Carolina? No, it didn't. Even when Lee Bright proposed the bathroom bill here in South Carolina, Nikki Haley, who was then the governor of South Carolina, opposed it. Why? Because apparently she wasn't forward-thinking enough to think that would ever happen here in South Carolina. Boy, was she wrong. I'm pretty sure she regrets that decision now. At least I hope she does. But the point is, when you have obvious conservative Republican legislation, you really don't know how the Republicans are going to vote. Are they really going to be what they said they were going to be? Are they really going to be the party that they put out in the flyers? Boy, I tell you what, if we had a uh, South Carolina legislature that was as good and conservative as their campaign flyers were, we wouldn't have a single problem here in South Carolina. We probably wouldn't have an income tax. We would certainly have very low taxes here in South Carolina. We, we might not even have a property tax, if you believed all of their ad campaigns. But see, their brand didn't equal their performance. And that's when you start to lose people. When you say this product cleans better than the leading brand and it doesn't, you never buy that product again. When you say this product does something but it falls short of their claims, you never buy that brand again. In fact, you tell people about that brand. And that's where we are right now. Republicans claim that they are conservative. Republicans in the state legislature claim 
that they are for uh, low taxes. They claim that they are fiscal conservatives. They claim they're for family values. But recently, we have seen that that is just not the case. Let's just take a look at Greenville County Council. Greenville County Council is made up of 10 Republicans and two Democrats. But you've got seven, approximately, of these so-called Republicans who constantly side with the Democrats on almost every bill. That is not the brand. And I know one of the big reasons that we have this here in South Carolina is because we have open primaries. Boy, if we had closed primaries, we might not have this problem either. However, the, uh, the so-called conservatives in, in uh, Colombia, most of them are in either the House or the Senate because Democrats voted for them in the primaries. And then the Republicans were stuck with them. So there's nothing they can do. Now, if you are in a position of power because of an open primary, how likely are you going to be to actually vote against an open primary or to close the primaries? Well, probably not at all, because after all, like I said, you're the beneficiary of something like that. But that's where we are nationally, state, locally. We have got a brand of Republicans that really are scattered to the wind. If you say Republican Party, like I said before, if you say the Republican Party, you really don't know where they stand. You don't know what side they're going to fall on the issue. There is no confidence in the brand. And we're seeing that more and more. You've got uh, Kevin McCarthy in the House of Representatives made a backroom deal with Joe Biden. That if that he would get the continuing resolution passed, it would not contain funding for Ukraine, nor would it contain funding for border security at our southern border. So then McCarthy goes in a backroom deal with the Biden administration and says, listen, we will pass this without money for Ukraine. I know you want money for Ukraine, but we're going to pass this without money for Ukraine and without the southern border. And then during the appropriations portion, we will come back and we will now add all of that money that you want to go to Ukraine. Remember, we haven't heard any promises yet about any border security. I highly doubt that's in there. So when these Republicans are coming at you and they're saying, vote for me because I will go to go to Washington and fight for you, please don't believe it. Please don't believe it. Not until they actually do it, because so far I've only seen a handful of conservatives actually fighting in Congress. And those are the ones that the others are trying to kick out. That's amazing to me. Those are the people that are vilified. Those are the people who are called the right wing radicals. So the next time somebody claims to you that they are of the conservative brand, you might want to peel back the label because they might just be generic in disguise. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.